Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another edition of Tales from 2 a.m. My name is Brian Anthony Davis from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It is so good to be with you once again, and this was an amazing weekend. If you're a football fan, if you're a Steeler fan, it was draft weekend. I call it Steelers Christmas or football Christmas, whatever you want to call it. It is a fantastic weekend. If you can tell, tell by my voice... I had a lot of action this weekend when it comes to talking about the Steelers. I have completely lost my voice. No, I am not sick. <clears throat> I'm just struggling with the voice because of, well, because of a few things. I uh, I was a little over-exuberant with uh, my reaction to uh, the second round pick and uh, some other picks too. And I did a lot of uh, cheering, screaming, yelling, but... Um, just gonna wait till I gotta get some lemon juice and wait till this voice comes back. So uh I do appreciate you bearing with me with this voice. It keeps on getting worse, but once again, I am not sick. I've just talked a lot this weekend. Not as much as one Dave Schofield from behind the still curtain.com. I have to definitely thank him for as the podcast producer, I needed somebody to go on and do all of the breaking news reports for every single draft pick. He was set to do eight where they're talking all of a sudden we've got a ninth one. We've got another draft pick when the Steelers traded into the fifth round into this draft again to go ahead and pick up Isaiah Loudermilk. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And Dave went and said, Oh, got to go do that one. So he did all those breaking news reports and jumped in on most of the round table discussions. I've got to thank some other people too, as well. <clears throat> I need to thank Jeff Hartman, as always. Great anchor coverage for all of our draft picks this year. Um, he did a lot of the in the uh, first couple rounds. And then in the second day of, excuse me, not the second day, the third day, we had Michael Beck anchoring along with Jeffrey Benedict, Matty Peverell. We also had <clears throat> Dave Schofield in on those shows. Great job from everybody on the BTSC staff, not just on the podcast side, but the editorial side as well. Uh, it was fantastic. We did give you great draft coverage. And Ryan O'Toole says, good morning, bad. Great draft coverage. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. We, uh, we dreamed this up a long time ago. We ended up having, this will be our 20th draft podcast of draft weekend. So I'm really glad that we were able to have all that coverage. We always say it. <clears throat> we always say it, not just your one-stop shop, your non-stop shop. Um, so um, I have somebody here. I'm going to bring it up here. Um, you're tripping, bro. Friar Muth is going to be a beast in his career at Penn State. He has never dropped the touchdown pass. Ebron will be a solid guy for us, but he has led our team, plus led the league and dropped passes, something Friar Muth does not do. Hey, I have no problem with it. I'm on board with Pat Frymuth. The other day, I wanted a center. This is what happens when you jump the gun, like I did. I'm going to tell you when I'm wrong. I had no problem with the pick, the player. I had a problem with the pick. And at the time, I wanted a center. I had my heart set on a guy. That's why the title of this show is called why do fools fall in love? We fall in love with certain prospects. 
and we get set on these certain prospects. And if you know me, Kyle, Kyle Rocky, you don't know me because I am the one guy, the one guy in all of Pittsburgh blogosphere media that will come out and say how wrong he was when he uh, made made the wrong statement. I'm going to tell you I'm wrong. I'm going to tell you that I'm wrong back in 2014 when I was not thrilled with the pick of Ryan Shazier. Boy, was I wrong right away. After I looked into this guy, I'm like, oh, well, maybe this is a pretty good pick. Then it was a good pick. So I loved it. But I, I had my heart set on a guy named Darquez Denard. Darquez, eh, he's eh. He, he's that guy. I did not also. So that's the thing for the Steelers. I am going to be leading the way and cheering for this guy. I wanted the center. Little did I know that Kendrick Green, who is my new favorite Steeler, by the way, favorite Steeler. I love Kendrick Green. You know, my my favorite, I said yesterday on the wrap-up show, still my favorite pick here is Najee Harris because I really think it is. I think he's going to be dynamic. What you see, and we said this all along, and we try to say this, wait until the next few picks to judge this guy. You wanted an offensive lineman. You wanted a couple offensive linemen. You wanted a center. Well, you got him. You got him in the third and fourth round. I don't know what you think of Dan Moore. Dan Moore, I think, is pretty solid. He doesn't He doesn't give up a lot of sacks. Hardly gave up any sacks in his career. That's a guy that we just don't know about. Think about this. With all the prospects out there, we get to know maybe about 30, 40 names that we know real well. And that's that's what happens. Then these guys come that out of Texas A&M. How many of us watched a lot of Texas A&M games? I didn't know about these guys. I mean, I saw their names. I didn't even know Buddy Johnson's name. I'm going to find out more about him. When asked who my least favorite pick of the whole thing is, I said Buddy Johnson yesterday. Doesn't mean that I don't like Buddy Johnson. Out of the nine picks, that's the one that I'm like, huh, is he a a uh, fourth round pick? Is he a 4B? He might very well be, because guess what? Jerry Olsowski knows better than BAD. Colbert, Tomlin, the Roonies, they know better than me. They know better than everybody. So that's what's what we're going to find out here. I'm in love with all nine of these picks. And the reason I am, because I trust the process, and I know a lot of people don't want to hear, trust the process. We, we can't grade this draft now. I remember back in 2013, Got a guy named Vince Williams in the sixth round. Didn't know anything about him. Turned out to be a pretty solid stealer for a long, long time. The heart of the defense in many a way. So that's kind of uh, why we got to be careful of falling in love with some of these players. Also, the other thing is when you fall in love with a player, Dave Schofield says this all the time. He says, I try not to fall in love with a player because... I try to fall in love with the position. What happens is they end up wearing purple or orange. And that's, my gosh, my draft crush of the 2021 NFL draft is now wearing brown and orange. And I'm like, no, Anthony Schwartz, this guy is fast, 4.2 speed. I love this guy for three or four months. And now, <laughs> now he's in Cleveland. Now he's in 
a mistake by the leg. I can't like him anymore. I can't. So this is a guy that is going to cause us headaches probably. A lot of guys I liked ended up with the Baltimore Ravens or the Cleveland Browns. There's a lot of guys that when they picked them up, I was like, yeah. But that's what happens. Those are two good drafting teams. Well, the Ravens are a better drafting team than the Browns. A lot of people are saying that the Browns won this draft. You know, time will tell because you don't have to have big names to win a draft. And when you need to judge a draft is you draft it down the line. Um, There's some guys that uh, Sean Wade, Laser brings up Sean Wade. A lot of people were in love with Sean Wade and wanted him to come. And uh, we passed on him and he ends up with Baltimore. I, I'm kind of fine with uh, not picking Sean Wade. Something interesting. I do this Know Your Enemy article, and I'm still working on it right now. Know Your New Enemy. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I ended up looking for a picture of Sean Wade. I had to go through five screens before I found a picture of him not getting beat. It, it was interesting. I mean, yeah, Ryan O'Toole, I will drink some hot tea. I promise I'll do that. I need some lemon in there too. Um, you're saying that he's a good Mike Hilton guy. I think the Steelers, I, I agree with you. He could be. But I think the Steelers got a good Mike Hilton guy with a guy we just didn't know. And that's Trey Norwood. Trey Norwood could be a good Mike Hilton type guy, a replacement. And that's kind of what they looked at. Probably one of my favorite players out of this draft too. I know it's Jeff Hartman's. You gotta love the punter. A 263 pound punter. This guy's huge. Oh my gosh. And I keep on calling him Percy Harvin. Everybody's going to call this guy Percy Harvin. His name is Presley Harvin. So if he's named after Elvis, that's a good thing right there. And he weighs as much as Elvis. This guy's 263 pounds. He has a 48.0 average as far as uh, net punting. The guy can kick it away. Jordan Berry might be going back to uh, Australia McDonald's. I don't know. I am not. I am not a hater of Jordan Berry. I kind of. I really like the guy. But you need when you're running a business, you need to bring somebody in. And they're bringing somebody in. And I think that this guy can make the team. He's going to be a favorite, this guy. Presley Harvin the third. You, you throw in the third, that makes you even better. Presley Harvin the third. I, I like that. Really, he, he needs to have a butler. You know what I mean? He needs to pull up in a limo with a scarf to games. And like, yeah, so I'm Presley Harvin. I'm here to punt. <laughs> I think that'd be great. Ah, uh, gosh. Your laser's right. Barry is so inconsistent. Ryan O'Toole says Barry is the definition of average. And I have to say that. Um, I have to say this. I'm not paying too much attention to the live chat. I'm trying to, but I do better when I have other people on because you know me, bad doesn't multitask well. My wife tells me that all the time. Not a good multitasker. So I'm, 
I thank you for all of the comments in there. Um, if you do have a super chat, I will notice that because it comes up in color. And then I could go ahead and throw that to the front of the line here. So thanks for everybody for joining me. This is going to be an abbreviated show. We're probably only going to go about uh, 40 minutes. And the reason being is I'm tired. I think we're all tired from watching draft picks. And it's great. I love the process. I love draft day. Um, this is the most I've ever worked on draft day. And I tell you what, the work that everybody put in on the editorial side as well, I mentioned this earlier, is great. Some other guys I do want to mention, I didn't mention earlier, you, you've got Andrew W., you got SNW and Ryland B., who did all those scouting reports. I think they're absolutely fantastic. Shannon White's another guy. All the articles you got from Shannon White. KT Smith came on on our show the other day. Um, he's my partner for the uh, pregame show when we're in season, and he did the pre-draft show with me. If you ever want to know anything, you've got a real a championship-winning high school coach here at BTSC, formerly known as Cliff Harris as a punk. Man, he's great. And he has some great film room study. And he's the guy that when he says someone's really good, I kind of jump on board. And I love the fact that he loves the Kendrick Green pick now. Third round pick. That's the center that is going to make this draft so much better for Najee Harris. So that's a big deal. I also love the fact that this guy has personality. If you saw the picture that we put on yesterday that has been floating around, he's a, he's a 2 a.m. guy. He is the most 2 a.m. guy, I think, in the draft because there's a picture with him with five lovely ladies, and they're uh, next to a car, and it's a, it's a calendar shot. And <laughs> Laser says he built and looks exactly like Pouncey. He could be Pouncey's brother just in the face alone. He kind of looks like a Pouncey. He wore number 53 at Illinois. Tell me that wasn't a mistake. He is a pouncy. So I think you're going to love this guy. I'm loving the Kendrick Green pick. I hope he stays at center. So it's going to be great. Um, <clears throat> Sean Manahan, $5. Thank you so much, buddy. Next, we'll hear of the Presley footlong hot talk. <laughs> well, gosh, I tell you what. I mean, he's like... I like the foot long, but he's, to me, he's like Angus beef. This guy's huge, man. He's, he's like a foot long kielbasa. Maybe he's the kielbasa. Everybody likes kielbasa. Come on. We're Yenzers. Maybe that's his nickname. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, the, I had fun with this draft. I had a blast with it. What are your thoughts on the draft? Throw them in, and I'll do my best to look at them here. But thank you so much for all the comments on the draft coverage. I appreciate it. I'll tell you this. Najee Harris, first-class player, first-class guy. He's even like the Home Depot. Was it Lowe's or Home Depot that he's already shilling for with Drew Brees and those commercials? He He is... He's going to get a lot of endorsement. He seems to be a pretty good pretty good dude. When you talk about the stories of him driving nine hours to be at a pro day that he was not even performing in to be with his teammates, that's pretty cool to me. When you talk about the fact, <clears throat> excuse me, when you talk about the fact that 
he had a draft day party, not for all of his friends, but for his friends at a homeless shelter where he had to spend a couple of years getting help. He's given back to the community already. He's already looking at Pittsburgh food banks. This is a Walter Payton man of the year type guy too. So I'm going to love that. But somebody's going to come in the live chat and say, I don't care what he does outside. All I care about what he does on the field. And the guy's going to do it on the field. Let me ask you this. Do you feel the same? If you were a naysayer on Najee Harris, and it's okay to be a naysayer. I was a naysayer. I'd be a hypocrite if I said it wasn't okay. Because we have knee-jerk reactions when a guy gets picked. We want sexy picks. That's it. We don't want no names. But guess what? We are not in the business to know 400 prospects. This isn't like NFL Network and Stump the Truck where they have 527, and that's the exact amount, 527 videos of different prospects. Our brains, my brain can't handle it. I know that. So we know certain guys. So my question is, do you really think after they made the other picks, they took a lineman in the fourth round, they took the center in the in the uh, first round, excuse me, in the third round in Kendrick Green, do you really think that this guy's going to be on an island by himself and no one's going to be blocking for him? Something else is going to happen too. <laughs> There's the possibility. And I don't think it's a huge possibility, but you could see Alejandro Villanueva possibly coming back to this team. I doubt it. He might just be a Raven, but there's a possibility. There, there are a lot of free agents out there, not just at that position, but other places. So if you don't think that they got who you wanted them to get, maybe they bring in a guy like Casey Hayward for as a defensive back who's out there. Maybe they find money for a guy like that. They still have some money that they could move around. And so there you go. I'm going to bring up Terry Bittinger just because I did not know he was from Cumberland, Maryland, which I'm not too far from there. And Cumberland, Maryland, I, when I first moved to Maryland, I was living in Frostburg. I've worked a lot in Cumberland too. So good morning. I you really like the draft class. I think that's great. And here we go. Love it. Look, I'm, I know Big Al might not be coming back and he might be struggling. That's, that's great. He didn't get the worst PFF grade last year. So I'm telling you what, I mean, you just don't say no to anything right now. This is not, if we've learned anything from football after 2020 and after COVID, this is not what we know. Things have changed. The draft has changed. Heck, Players are going, you're going to see players wearing number two position players wearing number nine. Now, in fact, I'm wearing my number nine today. We just did the draft. The only reason I'm wearing an SC Jersey is because it's a Juju Jersey. So only reason I'm doing that. Um, <clears throat> things are different. This is not your father's or your grandfather's NFL draft. This is not even your draft of two years ago. It has changed. So you always look at the draft and when you don't see the guys that you've mocked to every single time, you get a little disappointed. And I understand that, but think about this. 
something that I have been hanging on to is something that I learned at the beginning of the week when Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert said, we've got 24 guys. We live in a vacuum. We don't care what anybody is saying out there. All we care about is the guys that we've looked at, our security team, our doctors have looked at, our scouts have looked up. That's all we care about. So here's a question that we're going to talk about, and I'm going to bring them up. We moved up to get milked, and we head scratcher to me, but what do I know? Um, I'm glad you said that. We're going to talk about the curious case of Isaiah Loudermilk and that drafting when we come back after this. So stick around. If you are on YouTube or Facebook, just be here. Just stretch. Do what I do. Do a big yawn, stretch, and we'll be right back. If you are on any of our family podcasts, we really appreciate that. Check us out wherever you download those podcasts. And remember, if you're here now watching live, download it anyways and listen to it later. You might you might uh, find something uh, cool that I said or most likely something that I screwed up on and be able to call me on it. I have no problem with that. I'm accountable. That's what the... It's not Anthony. It was originally Brian Accountable Davis. <laughs> All right. I'm getting tired. So let's take a break, download part two, and we'll be back right after this.